Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Nat Weeting, it's Natalie Jean. Today we have the amazing Londi the Artist. Sultry R&B singer Londi the Artist released her new single before June 26, 2021. Atlanta, Georgia. R&B songstress Lonnie is an indie R&B artist of the highest caliber and the band leader of the ATL Connection Band. The Atlanta resident has garnered both critical acclaim and a solid run on the European music charts with her previous releases, Smile, The One, and EP, I Am a Lady, combining a strong mixture of genres, including R&B and neo-soul in an adult contemporary package that's both honest and heartfelt. A native of Dallas, Texas, Londi made a splash on the R&B scene with her debut EP, I Am a Lady, which wowed world audiences and enjoyed an eight-week stay on the UK Top 30 Soul Charts, peaking at number 12. I Am a Lady received radio airplay from London to Switzerland. Londi's follow-up effort, Patterns of Love, demonstrated her ability to deliver honest vocals that her audience could both relate with and feel. A consummate performer, Londi hones her craft with each live show, giving audiences something that not only resonates, but they identify with in her music. Londi's star, Londi star continues to rise as she's shared the stage with and open for a wide variety of established and legendary acts, ranging from Bobby Brown, Casey and JoJo, and Raheem Devon, to George Clinton, Tom Brown, Alexander O'Neill, and the SOS Band. Airing as one of the featured artists of Good Day Dallas Fox 4 of Dallas, Texas, a talented and experienced singer, songwriter, and producer, Londi is ever expanding her music through her life experiences. Let's give her a round of applause. Hi, Londi. How are you? Hey there. What's up, Natalie? (laughs) (laughs) I am great. Thank you so much. How have you been doing during this, what would I call it, because I have no words anymore for this cray-cray, this, whew, this pandemic, Omicron, Delta, all kinds of crap going on, I don't even know what to say. How have you been dealing with all that? Oh, wow. Well, you know what? I think I fell into the same uh, seat or uh, everyone else. We just dealt with it as best we could and just continue to stay positive and was just hoping that it would be short-lived. However, (laughs) we're in 2022, and it is still a part of our lives, okay? (laughs) But it's like, it's, it's, you know, like I tell people, I wake up every morning and I'm like, I have to pinch myself to see if I'm living in the 21st century because, you know, when you heard of things like this, (laughs) It was like 1940s, 1930s, that kind of era. And then we're 21st century where, you know, technology and the pharmaceutical companies have, you know, we, 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 
we've elevated all kinds of things, and here we are, masks and, and people fighting for masks and COVID tests. It's just been crazy. Now, one of the things, as we're talking about the pandemic that I've seen, and I always ask everybody this question, is that, you know, it's, it's, it's been crazy. Um, obviously, there's been cons about the uh, pandemic. People have died. People have gotten sick. People have lost family members, limbs, whatever. There's just been a lot of loss. But there has been some pros uh, during the pandemic. Um, one of the craziest things, and I find this crazy, is that family members were walking outside with their families. Now, it, that shouldn't be crazy, but you don't see that that much anymore. In my neighborhood, you don't. And um, mm-hmm. so that, that, that was wild for me. <clears throat> I've had colleagues that actually, you know, cut back hours on work because they realized they weren't spending time with their families. You know, climate change, my God. Uh, the animals and the trees, Mother Nature, you know, they were singing because the pollution level actually went down because people were not in the streets, you know. Um, right, right. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people decided to quit their jobs. They were just like, they realized that they it was not just about money, that they want to do something that involves their passion. And with, with artists, you know, there are a lot of people that decided to rebrand some people you know created new music some people decided to be more of an effective player a lot of people took time to self-reflect about what they want to do with their lives how they want to be perceived so during this time did you take time to self-reflect did you decide you know i'm good what i'm doing this is what i'm doing or did you change anything oh my goodness let me tell you i think i had a 45 day break and after that, something, yes, and then after that, something snapped in my head and said, okay, well, wait a minute. There's a way that we can still do this thing. Right. And I believe I was the first artist in the Atlanta area to go mm. virtual with a virtual concert. Mm. So I, I I pulled my band members together and said, you know what, hey, let's do something different. Let's, right. So we got with one band member, the uh, the keyboardist, and we said, hey, we're going to bring everything to your home, and we're just going to do like we're doing a rehearsal, and we're just going to go live with it. And then so it turned into, I did, uh, a brand did come out of that, the audience yeah. couch. Uh, so I actually brought the audience couch uh, to, to online and uh, started inviting other uh, musical guests to come in and share in the stage with me, and that's mm-hmm. where it all began. So, and then, you know what, Natalie, believe it or not, more people call me to come to their backyard because they're like, oh, we are work now Monday through Friday? Wait a minute, we could do a show in the backyard. <laughs> so I started doing more backyard, yes, I started doing more backyard parties. We worked almost Monday through Sunday doing backyard parties. They would invite their guests that they knew. Mm-hmm. And everybody would be outside with chairs in, in the backyard doing parties. And one neighbor heard about it. Then the next the neighbor said, I'm going to have you over here next week. Then the next neighbor said, what about the week after next? Are you available? We got a birthday party. We want to do it in the backyard. So it became the new norm for us to be in someone's backyard. <laughs> wow. So you are very you're busy during the pandemic. Kudos to you. I was, yes. That is awesome. That is awesome. You see, you know, sometimes people don't like to say that there were pros during the pandemic, but there were because you know what? Now more people know about Londi the artist. Um, you got more work. Yes. Came up with something totally different. 
um, and creative. So that's that's wonderful. I mean, if you listen, if you can create something beautiful out of this mess, that's an amazing feat. So congratulations to you on that. <laughs> Thank you so um, you're much. You're welcome. So what was it about the music industry that made you say, okay, Lundy, this is this is me. I've got to do this music thing. Was it something you heard, something you saw? What was it that, that you said, okay, I'm an artist. i got to do this thing. Well, I grew up in a musical family. Uh, my grandmother, uh, my mom, um, my grandparents, um, everybody sang around me all my life. And um, my grandmother played uh, piano, she played guitar, okay. she played drums, she played organ, and then I would watch my mom plant flowers, and she had one song that was her go-to song that relaxed her, and she mm. would sing that one song, so I learned that song and the melodies first, but to be honest with you, I, this industry was not for me, honey. All the things that I was seeing uh, from the uh, musicians at, at, mm-hmm. in the younger, like between the 70s and the 80s, passing away from drug addictions and stuff like that, that was really scary to me. So that was something that I said I never wanted to do. I don't want to be a musician because those people end up dying. So to me, I, this, 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 was not, <laughs> this was not my path. And for a long time, I fought it. Now, as a young girl, I do recall my grandfather uh, pulling out a stool. As he would preach, he would make me sing after he preached or before he preached his sermon. And then, uh, like, when I got about five or six, it became just normal for me to sing after his sermon. And then I started hating it. I was just like, I do not want to sing. So I would run. From, I would go in the front door, and they say, "Oh, you gonna stand? You gonna come in here and sing?" I would go out the back door. It's like, "Oh no, I'm not singing. This ain't for me." So I didn't like it for a long time. I I hated singing. I hated music. I didn't listen to music. It was noise, and I just did not find any pleasure in it. So I'm a late bloomer. I didn't start really getting into this thing till like 28. Okay. Yeah, I was 28 years old when I first started uh, saying, oh, this could be something, but I was definitely pushed into it by some coworkers who would hear me singing at my desk at work. Uh, they were like, yeah, they were like, oh, you have a beautiful voice. And I was like, Mm-mm, don't ask me to sing for real because I'm really shy, so please don't ask me. <laughs> so they were like, let's do karaoke. Let's go to a karaoke bar. So they really, like, pushed me out there. Then they made some calls. They knew somebody who knew somebody. They made some calls and planned some auditions for me. They bought my first airline ticket. I had never been on a plane. They flew me out here to Atlanta. Right. I had never been on a plane before, and I was scared. I was like, what are y'all doing? They're like, we want to take you down here. We want this guy to hear you sing. And they they brought me to Atlanta, and I auditioned for this uh, guy. His name was Don Diego. And mm-hmm. after that, I auditioned for him, and he just asked me to stay. And I just started going on the road with him and his band and traveling. And uh, But I still wasn't there yet, and I still didn't want to do it. Right. And then I got called to go to go to Brazil, and I mm. ended up being in Brazil with a band for six months. And after that, oh, wow. that's when I got my, my, my sea legs right there. That got me my sea legs. You're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I've always yeah, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> I, it's, Brazil is the one place I still haven't gone that I want to go. I need to go to Brazil. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. The food is amazing. 
How important is it for you to be authentic in your music and as a person? I would say that people navigate and they start loving you more when you're you're your true, authentic self. Amen. Um, I realize that when you're trying to, you know, we can get up and sing a lot of songs and sing them like we're doing karaoke. But when we put our emotions into it and put our spin on it, then people can definitely feel that, you know what, hey, she's been through some things. She knows what this story is about, and the way that she's delivering this song is something totally different. Now I get it. You know, right. a lot of times uh, you, you, when you're doing karaoke, you're just singing songs. It's almost like you're singing songs that are on a board. You don't have right. any emotion to it. You're just trying to catch up with the words, and sometimes you may miss a word or not or two. But when you're singing from your heart and you're singing, you're, we're basically singing storytellers, believe it or not. Right. We are. Exactly. We're singing storytellers. And when we're singing things that are relatable to people, they get it a little bit better. So I mm-hmm. have... Everything that I write about are about life experiences, um, some, like Smile, the song mm-hmm. that I'm going to perform today. That song came out of a shaky divorce. Mm. I'm not going to say that it was a bad divorce. It was a shaky divorce because we amicably removed, removed ourselves away from each other and realized that our season was over. And right. in that song, I'm, t- I'm talking about the fact that, hey, you turned my smile into a frown, but it's okay, and I'm going to be all right. That was a life that I share with, mm-hmm. that I'm sharing with other women, letting them know, hey, you may be going through that divorce, but guess what? Right. Understand that you are there for a season, and you guys can still be friends after the fact, and you can move on. But it's a lesson in that. Everything I write about definitely is an experience. I'm a lady. I got I got that concept from watching the Bad Girls Club. How all those women on the how they put the back how they put us on TV and make folks think that we just always have this ghetto mentality. No, we don't. We learn how to fight differently when you get to a certain age. So that's that was the reason for I'm a lady and all those stories on those songs were things that affected me growing up and and getting me to where I am now. So I believe being your true authentic self and sharing stories and, and making them relatable to someone else is what gets you the win with your audience. Amen. Amen to that. Now, are you going to perform live on the show or can I do you want me to play your MP three? You, just send the you MP3? know what? I think if you if you can play it, that'll be fine too because I'm just now getting over this this ugly COVID girl and still last week was my first time performing after being uh, getting over COVID and so I'm still not 100% yet with my voice and my breathing but I've been I just started my first uh, performances last week so after <laughs> coming off of it so you know what hey let's share it the way that you want to share it that's fine <laughs> yeah. Yeah, normally, nobody's ever performed on it, but see, that's an idea I just put in my head. All right, so let's play, let's play, I'm going to play Smile right now.
I'll listen to these independents because I'm getting more out of it. And it's not to poo-poo on the Main Street artists because there's a lot of great music out there. But, you know, there may, people, people want the real. They just want it. They crave it. They need something that's going to give them hope. What is your songwriting process like? And if you ever get writer's block, how do you deal with that? Wow. I have, um, I don't have a songwriting process for some reason. I just, um, but, and, and right now I'm in a block, believe it or not. I need to finish my album. I have been working on this album. I actually completed a full album three years ago and never released it. And the oh, reason yeah. why I did not release it. Yeah. I mean, when I say, and, and, and as a message in that, Meaning, to me, I'm telling someone else, do not give up. And just because it's not ready, don't put it out there because once it's out there, it's out there. So I realized that my songs needed some salt and pepper. They Mm. just needed a little bit more seasoning. They didn't have what I wanted um, to present to the world on my behalf. So I have not presented them. So what I'm doing now is, I'm doing something different, which is what I was told not to do in the industry. But guess what? I'm not on anyone's label. I'm independent. So guess what? I can do whatever I want to do with my music. And that's the, that's the grown thing <laughs> and the strongest thing that independent artists have to stand on. We don't have to go by anybody's rules because we're not on anybody's paper. It's basically what we want to do, right? So... I'm just going through those songs right now, and I'm picking them apart and saying, seeing where I did wrong, where I went wrong, and I'm I'm going back to the drawing board with those same songs. And once right. I get those out, because those stories are important to me, and I think that they're going to be important to share with someone else, and someone is going to get something out of them, I'm going right. back to the drawing board and just putting those back. I'm going to put those out. That's what I'm going to do. But as far as the writing process, I wish I could say I had one. Now, if if something comes to me in the middle of the night or whatever, I may get up and jot it down. But believe it or not, after I do that, I don't even remember what I did unless I voice recorded. (laughs) I'll say, oh, that would have been a hit, you know, but I missed that opportunity because I didn't record it. So that's just a natural thing, I guess. But yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm the same way. Like the the place that I get truly inspired is in the shower. <laughs> and, really? And yeah. Oh, I can come up with the best stuff in the shower. And I was talking to another artist about that, and she, she's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think um, I think that people get um, you're you're more relaxed in the shower. You're by yourself, or maybe not by yourself. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, and the water is very soothing, and so you can take your time and come up. Now, the bad thing about it is that once I get out of the shower, I remember Jack. <laughs> I, try to, I try to repeat and repeat, and, and okay, now you got you know, and some people will have you know their cell phones by the by the side. But what I'm trying to do, I'm trying, I'm trying to invent something. I'm trying to invent a gadget that's waterproof, soundproof, that you can put in the shower, you press a button, you start singing it, you walk out with it. Now, another person told me that there is a, a, a waterproof pad and pencil that I bought it. I don't know what I did with that, um, that you can put in the shower. 
And then you can start writing. I need to install that thing because I, what's the point of buying it? You're not going to install it. Um, There's a gadget that you could put in the show, like yes. a, a, a tablet. It's waterproof? Yes, with a pencil. What? Ideas. It's just, it's crazy. Um, so, <laughs> so it's just like, um, yeah, that's that's yeah. Writer in in my writing process is like I'll, I'll I start with the chorus and then I work around it. I like to use words that people normally use, um, and um, and just go from there. Writer's block. I just sit there and I yell at the screen or the piece of paper. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna have to start doing a whole lot of screaming then, sis. Because guess uh, what? I just once I'm in that writer's block, I just cannot. I, I, it takes an experience or something, I believe, to happen to say, "Huh, I wrote a song about that. Let me pull that song up and let me mm-hmm. see what I thought, what what my thought process was at that time." And then let me see how I can revamp it now uh, or something like that. But I don't, I just, I don't know. It's, it's hard. I've, I've, I've been looking for that formula for this writer's block forever. And it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not no, that easy. it's not. Cause I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll scream my thing you know, on the paper and all that stuff. And then I'll walk away. And then the next day it is, it, it, it's amazing. And things will flow. Um, songwriting process is just crazy what do you love most about being an artist I love the experiences that um, I provide for my for my for my audience and for my clients I have so many people that um, come to see me and when they come to see me they basically tell me I was in a bad mood I had to come see you tonight because I knew that you would help me to lift my spirits. I'm a, and this pandemic has not made it any better, believe it or not, because I'm a hugger. I just mm-hmm. love people. And even if I'm having a bad day, you're not going to know it because when I get that microphone in my hand, I totally transform. Now, I will say this, Natalie, I am not the best, but guess what? I enjoy what I do, I be, and I enjoy it so much that I, I, I can just imagine myself sitting in a seat listening to myself when I'm doing live shows because it's just like an out-of-body experience. I may be having a bad day, but when I get there, I get the mic, that mic in my hand. It's something totally different. It's like my whole world opens up differently, and, and I get so excited because I know that I'm about to have a good time with the people that's in the room, whether they're friends, family, foes. It doesn't matter. I'm going to have so much fun with you that when you leave here, you're going to want to come back next week and have fun with me again. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's what I get. And that's what I get every time. I have regulars that come every Wednesday to see me. Uh, every other Friday when I'm at one venue, they come every other Friday. You see the same faces. And I don't care if they've heard me for a whole year. They still come and sit in those seats and be, they are ready to have a good time with me. I love that. I love it. Which yeah. one of your songs do you like to perform the, the most and why? I would say I love Before. 
And the reason why is because there is that message in before is so relevant to dating right now, to relationships right now, because Mm -hmm. there's so many people that are looking for love and they don't have the formula down. And and just to hear them um, call me for advice, when I have people call me for advice, that song was actually came from the advice that I was giving to others. That's where that song came from. Before, it it forces you to now sit back and date differently. You have to learn the person that you're dating. And if you don't like yourself, you definitely can't expect for anybody else to like you. (laughs) So there are things that you have to open up with someone else about. You have to tell them what it is that you like or dislike. You know what I'm saying? Most people feel like... um, when they're dating, that the other person, if you're around me long enough, you should know what I like. No. Open your mouth. Have conversations with your mate. Get to know the small things. If you get to know the small things, like what's my favorite color? If if I'm a reader, how was I raised? You know, those are things that should be put out there in the beginning that will force you to say, you know what, this person didn't have a mother or father, so there are going to be some other things that I have to give them. Am I willing to give this person more of me than what I even know about myself because I wasn't raised with two parents in the household or, you know, my my family dynamic was something totally different. So it just forces you to date different and date safely. It, the more you know about a person, you know, you, you gather those things in your head to where you're saying, you know what, hey, this is not for me. Maybe we should just stay friends and not try and move the relationship any further. So I would say before is the song for me, and that's the reason why, because it definitely forces you to, to think differently about dating and your mate and the people that you're going to have children with. They're going to be in your life for the rest of your life. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, that leads us to playing. Let's play before. Let's hear. All right.
I love that. Awesome. (laughs) Are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music business? Hmm. How time-consuming branding yourself could be. Um. (laughs) Wait a minute. Did that touch your nerve? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You get no rest. I'm telling you, you are you you are your own everything, and so yeah. you got to be ready to be your own everything. Um, the process of being a woman in the music industry, mm-hmm. how hard yeah. it would be to break through, um, and the fact that everybody you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. That that will be my number three. Just to accept who you are, where you are at the time you are in your business. Today you may be hot, tomorrow you may not. So learn to love you, love what you do, love to accept what you have to offer as an artist. Don't try and compete with nobody else. That was that. Those are the three things. If I had to narrow down, I think I'd put a whole bunch under that number three umbrella. <laughs> A lot of times we try and see what mm. our neighbor is doing and try and compete. And, and there's no new thing in this music industry. It's just uh, who the audience gravitates towards faster or quicker. And some of the people that you hear, it's like, okay, I wrote a song about that last year. And my mm-hmm. song didn't do what their song is doing, but it, it, it's timing. It's really That's timing. Right. You 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 hit it on the nail. I mean, you um, you can't care about what other people are doing. Music is subjective. This is a lot of work. It's not like you're a star overnight. You know, when you first start mm-hmm. this business, a lot of people contact you. They're like, "Oh my God, I can do so much. I can do so much stuff for you. You have to do your due diligence, research people because they will steal your money. Not everybody's scamming. Oh my but you have to. Yeah, you you really need to check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no competition. Just do you do your thing. If you're going to, you know, get signed or whatever, stay true to yourself as an artist. I, I completely agree. You know, a lot of people, oh, well, I don't want to do like this now. Mm-mm. You know, I take a lot of uh, webinars on music and, you know, a lot of them say we want to hear something different, although you you wouldn't know that because on the radio station, it seems like it's and stuff all the time, but they're always, exactly. But they, but they have summers. Oh yeah, we want something different. If you're writing for Rihanna, don't give me something she's already done. Give me something she hasn't done. This that, this that, and the other. Blah blah blah, yada yada. But well, that's just the truth. They are doing different things. Their sound is different. They're writing about different things. These are the people. We are. These are the wonderful right. people. Like. You and a lot of people out there. What is one thing, is that a thing or a quote or a, a, oh, it could be a passage in the Bible, it could be anything that you like to use on a daily basis or whenever you need it to push yourself throughout the day? Hmm. I always wake up with the thought in my mind that today is going to be my day. Right. Uh, today is going to be what I make it, and don't let no one control my narrative. 
Amen. Don't let anyone control the narrative. Which ironic is the word narrative that you use, because that's my whole thing this year. You're on the authentic thing, but I, I control my narrative. That is my thing. That is my mantra this year. Nobody controls my narrative. Amen. Hallelujah. I love it. <laughs> I know what you're doing. That's amazing. Oh, yes. Don't let anybody control your narrative. You are the one that holds the key. You hold the power. What will be said, what will be done to how you lead your life. Oh, love it. it. Oh, my goodness. Thank That's you, Lord, so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I mean, I had an amazing chat with you. I learned so much about you. Um, eventually, yes, let's definitely do an IG Live. I would love to do that. Okay. I perform a couple of songs and, and chat live. Um, <laughs> awesome. I would love that. Thank you for your awesome music and your awesome talent. Well, I'll be following you all over the place. Not, not like a stalker. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I, I understand. I definitely understand. Make sure, though, I just want to tell your audience a little bit, if they could, please, I'm, I will be releasing a, a book in okay. a few months called oh, uh, Mofat Blues. It's a memoir about my little life. Not that it's that interesting, but it is. <laughs> and I just love, uh, would love it if everybody would go out there and support in any way that they could. Amen. You heard it here, everyone. This is Blondie, the artist on Chatting with Nat. If you have to find her, you go to www.blondiesings.com. She's amazing. Just go out and stream her music and buy it. Because we need people to buy music. Because we're not mercy. This streaming thing is taking over. All right, until next time <laughs> on Chatting with Men. Thank you. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love you.